Right, I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. So welcome to another episode of the Beard of Fan podcast. As you know, the world has changed in the last couple of weeks. Uh, there's a lot going on around the world here in South Africa. Things are getting close to being a lockdown. Anyway, I decided to, obviously, it affects the podcast in some way. And I've decided to uh, pivot a little bit and start doing more podcast uh, conversations uh, with people. And I'm touching base with my mates around the world, finding out what's going on, how's it, how the coronavirus has affected them. And they're also uh, introducing me to some of their friends. So I'm meeting new people as usual, which is great for me because I'm really enjoying that. And I'm going to be bringing you some of their stories uh, over the next couple of days, next couple of weeks. Who knows how long this is going to be. Anyway, I hope you enjoy. And here's an episode for you. So um, Yeah, look, I think South Africa's numbers are, are low, right? Partly because perhaps they're not testing. Um, but I think it's also a case of we're waiting to see what happens. Same as what the UK did. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it's getting worse. It's getting closer. It's now on our shores. Oh, no. it's Okay, it's now. It's in London. It's it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's the thing is we don't actually have the real number, uh, you know, at our fingertips in South Africa, obviously, because the only testing the people that have been in high-risk areas that are showing specific yeah. symptoms and all that kind of stuff, whereas there might be uh, quite a few people that are might not even be, um, you know, they might just think it's like a normal common cold and, you know, they've, you know their body resistance is up there and they you know they don't well they haven't been to a, a, a high-risk area but meanwhile they've been yeah. in contact with people that have been in the high-risk area they just don't know it and then all of a sudden you know they've they've got it but they don't get tested so we don't know and yeah, yeah, don't. how many i how mean many it's the same people it's the same across europe i mean obviously the 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 heavier outbreak areas are there's a lot of testing going on but I think uh, most of the other health services across Europe are more focused on, right, let's get our infrastructure ready. You know, there is testing that goes on, but it's not certainly, I think my, nie my niece is, uh, she's a, a nurse in London, and, you know, the frontline staff there are not even being tested, although that's supposed to kick in tomorrow. Okay. So I just think that the priority is not being on necessarily testing, that, that still goes on, but it's not testing the population to see the, the spread. I think this has been going on for a while, so we're almost at a point now where you, you have to consider that you might have already been affected, or or you have to assume that it's in in your town, in your village, in your city. It's gonna be the person that you you're near in the supermarket. <laughs> he might be contagious. You just yeah. it's that sort know. of level of spread. Yeah. So if you don't if you don't look at it from that perspective, then then we're in trouble. You know, we have to we have to take this seriously. This the rate of spread is phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, the um, like in your sort of area that you're living in. I mean, when when was this like sort of lockdown? Or you know, you know, what is the level of lockdown that you guys have got at the moment? Uh, yeah, there are restrictions. In the UK, the UK was a bit slower than other parts of Europe. Um, I've got teams in in four European countries, so the level of lockdown is different in every country. The restrictions are different. They, they amount to the same thing, you know, just 
stay at home. Don't go out in the public unless you have to. And 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 it does vary with even within countries. Um, if I look at my restrictions here, uh, we are only allowed to go to the shops for food and then straight home. Uh, we only have to. We can only go to work if we cannot work from home. We can only exercise outdoors once a day. Okay. Um, what was the other one? Oh yeah, if, if there's medical requirements, then then obviously you can you can still go outside your doors from that. But yeah. it is it's a surreal environment. And I mean, are people abiding by that? Well, the problem is that. You know, we're coming to the the end of the winter period, start of spring, and we've had rain for three months solid. So as soon as the uh, self the, the, the restrictions in. came into play, everyone was like, "Well, I'm I can only work so much from home. The sun's out. I'm going out." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly we went from a problem where the city streets were full of people. Now we've got a problem where all the countryside's full of people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, last weekend there was a lot of shock with people. And their thousands are out in in the open air, chatting about, "Oh, this is such a sorry state of affairs. We should do something." Yeah, <laughs> this we weekend, different story. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there was a police chopper over where I walk my dog. And there were uh, all the car parks and the woods. I'm surrounding. The, I'm in the countryside. There's woodlands everywhere where I take my dog. Uh, yeah, the, the car parks are shut, locked down with corona, coronavirus stickers all over them. Uh, as in warning labels, not the virus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're very much restricting and, and starting to, to enforce uh, people movement. Um, okay. We're seeing more visibility of the police. I live in a quiet countryside area. You know, the only thing that happens here is a bit of cattle rustling every few years. Oh, right. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird to see that level of enforcement going on. But I think in general, people are like, we understand. We've got the picture now. It took a while. We've got the message. And, yeah, we can't – nobody likes to be stuck at home <laughs> with, uh, with lots of fighting in the family and noise and other challenges. But, yeah, every, cabin fever is kicking in all over the place. So people want to be out. So they're like, the sooner we can get over this, the better. Yeah, and I'll sure. do what I have to do. Yeah. Yeah, because I think here in South Africa as well, you know, it it, it started out with um, uh, at work we were saying, okay, we're going to start working from home, and then all of a sudden it was like national lockdown, like everyone mm. was stay at home, you know, like the schools must close. Well, the schools closed first, and that's when we like from a work point of view we said, okay, we're going to um, start working from home. Uh, for the people that could and then uh, then it was like a week later it was national lockdown and like now everything is supposed to be closed and except for um, supermarkets pharmacies doctors that kind of thing um, mm. so the lockdown came into effect what was it on Thursday night Friday morning and um, I mean we were seeing lots of videos of people in downtown Johannesburg and various areas not really abiding by the rules and mm. th and funny enough those are the people that are at the high, uh, highest risk mm. um yeah so who knows who knows what's going to happen we've got a three what's a three week uh, lockdown and uh everyone's expecting that it's going to be longer than three weeks because 
the infection rate is just going to continue. But the problem is, is the way you're locking yeah. it down is not the place where the biggest spread's going to be. It's going to be in, in the area where there's high density living, where you know people yeah. are not you know um, following the rules, and they're infecting one another. I mean, yeah. Uh, we don't. Other than the rate of spread and the ease of spread, we we don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to lockdown, and they they. We don't want to, you know, it's a negative message to the nation going, are we going to lock down for six months or, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, that would not go down well, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so you, it, you've got to take it a few weeks at a time and see how you get on. But ultimately, even after that, we, as a business, we were expecting it to to decline. It's still, we haven't hit the peaks yet, but we're expecting it to decline in a few weeks after that, after the peak. And then we might go back to businesses. Well, as I won't call it business as usual, but resume normal life. Yeah. But we do expect a resurgence because we're not testing. We don't know how far it's spread. I think we're going to see about you know resurges of this outbreak in you know for many months to come. Yeah. It won't be as big as the initial one, and we'll probably have isolated outbreaks and it'll be contained a lot faster and treated a lot faster. You know the amount of uh, I was listening to the news in the UK this morning that there's a lot of collaboration going on even between pharmaceutical companies, universities, healthcare systems, just on, on the testing side to, to have more test, um, f more widespread testing. Uh, it's not everybody everywhere, absolutely not. We're talking millions of people, but let's, let's get a sense of where this is at, not, rather than just trying to identify who's actually got it when it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, they got. I think it was two tests. You can test whether somebody's got it, but also whether someone's had it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I did read somewhere that the the virus stays in your body for like up to two weeks after you better. Yeah. And they don't know. I mean, you never know. Uh, they say they don't actually know if you can if you can spread it at that stage. Yeah, we don't know. So that's. <laughs> that's <laughs> we don't problem. know. <laughs> Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you look at China, they up to, what, 90, 92% recovery. Um, let me just check here. I've got the stats here on my browser. Go to China. Um, where's China? Why is this taking long to update? Okay, there we go. Yeah, they're up to 92% um, recovered out of the 81,000 confirmed cases. And obviously, they had 3,000 deaths, so... I, I think they've got a handle on it, but they're not. So they they relieved the restrictions in in Wuhan uh, yesterday, I think it was. Uh, so people can't. I don't think they can leave, but people can come back into the city now. Okay. So that they starting to ease to see and monitoring the situation, and then mm. probably relax things more in a, in a gradual phase. Yeah, because I mean, how do you how do you um, stop it from flaring up again? You know. If, you've contained everyone and the virus like starts starts um you know everyone starts recovering and everything and then you're not at 100 percent yet but you start letting people interact with one another and all of a sudden how, how do you prevent it from i mean because i would imagine people have a have a, um, a resistance to it uh they built up resistance to it i would imagine so they can't get reinfected uh, who knows 
Who knows what the story is there? The, that's the story, that once you've had it, you've built up enough immune system, you can't get it again. But I don't know what that means as far as can you still... I don't know. Can, can you still spread it if you're immune? Does that mean that the, the virus can't still embed itself somehow? I don't know. <laughs> we'll leave that up to the doctors. I'll leave that up to the the experts. But I mean, the problem is you might contain it, like China's now managed to do, well, seem to have done, is contain yeah. it in the regions with all the lockdown stuff that they have. But all it happens is, well, what happens if it starts spreading from Italy back to China? <laughs> <laughs> when they start opening the borders again, all it requires yeah. is somebody to go in from another land and phew, outbreak again. Yeah, exactly. But again, I say we're probably a lot more savvy and re re reactive better and able to respond to outbreaks. No. So the, the the lockdowns of the future are probably going to be a lot more focused, faster, uh, easy to, to enforce because people yeah. have got the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, some people were saying that this is just the dress rehearsal for the next virus. Wow. How many types of flu viruses have we had? Oh, we've had plenty, but this one, they say, is yeah. the happy mix between the being... Happy mix. The happy... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> from a virus's point of view, not from our point of view, but uh, the unhappy mix between <laughs> being quite contagious and quite lethal. Yeah. 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 So you were telling me a story yesterday. You had to go to the for years. super supermarket. How was your experience at the supermarket? How long? How long did you stand in the queue? Well, I found out that I was. Uh, so yeah, I went to the supermarket yesterday to go and source provisions um so what it's a normal saturday routine for me and i would go in i'll be in and out in like half hour 45 minutes bang done for the week um so we now have uh, social distancing enforced so they only allow a certain amount of people in the shop i mean it's a full-size supermarket uh which normally you could have 100 people in there no problem probably more. Um, they're only allowing 30 people in, at any one time. Okay. And so everybody has to queue outside. But where you queue outside with your trolley, you still have to keep at least a two, three meter distance uh, in this queue, which then snakes all over the car park, uh, <laughs> exposed to the elements. And it was, it was quite a bitterly cold wind yesterday. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird. And it was like when I got to the front of the queue, naturally it's <laughs> the security guard closed the gate in front of me, so I wasn't able to tail in. Um, when I got to the front of the queue, I got chatting to him, and it was like, well, how's today compared to yesterday? I mean, I went first thing in the morning expecting some challenges like this. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, yesterday was so much worse. On a Friday during the day, all day, they had hundreds of people queuing for oh, – wow. And they were queuing for like two hours at least yeah. just to get in the shop. I mean, I was all right. It was, uh, what did I have, about an hour, mm. which is fine because I caught up on WhatsApp with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so, I mean, did people do bulk buying before? Or did yeah, you well, I think the, the, the toilet roll crisis has been worldwide. <laughs> we didn't it's one of the more amusing things as a side effect of this this outbreak. What's this the pandemic. deal? With, what's the deal with toilet paper? Uh, I think one day we'll find out, but we're not ready for the answer yet. <laughs> but I mean, we the, didn't the have a problem coming here. back. 
We didn't have a problem here in South Africa with the toilet paper. Alcohol yeah, was wow. a different story. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, the bottle stores had queues out of them. Because because wow. because we're not allowed about uh, alcohol. I don't know if you even even I heard that. That's more of a restriction than we have. But if we did that in the UK, I think there would be rioting. I think there's there's a social element that well, <laughs> needs to be taken into consideration. Yeah, yeah. So so um, I can understand them saying, "Listen, we're going we're going to tell the bottle stores to close because it's non-essential." But if you go to the supermarket and it's got the wine aisle, you can buy wine can't do it dude cigarettes you can't buy cigarettes yeah so uh, that's that i don't understand yeah i don't either i mean we we uh <laughs> it, even when i got in the supermarket yesterday we i had to do a little dance because you still you know you go down an aisle and there's there someone might in be the somebody aisle. else in the aisle Oops. so you're both thinking oh i better because this, this, this is enforced, right? There was a police car that was monitoring the car park, the police in the store checking what was going on, making sure there's no outbreak and violence. Because okay. we had a week ago, the shelves were fairly empty with, because of panic buying on all things. Okay. okay. I mean, there's still, a there's still a lot more reduced stock now, but it's not as bad. The things are starting to come back to normal. Right. So but they still have to police it. But yeah, dancing around the aisles is, is something, a new phenomenon. How do you pass somebody in an aisle when they're only so wide? Yeah, it's and you're both trying to go around each other. Yeah, it, it's like like without the first being offensive ever to one another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without being offensive to one another, because like you know sometimes yeah. people would be offended that you're taking a wide berth. Well, yeah. you know the British yeah. are very apologetic, so we start apologising before we even <laughs> hit each other. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry. No, I, no my, my, you after you, after you. No, I insist. You, yeah. you go first. No, yeah. no, you go first. Oh, gee, come on. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I someone made a comment the other day, and I'd noticed this as well, is that people have been very polite recently in the last week or so when you're in the shops or whatever, um, because everyone was also, even though we hadn't had lockdown yet, people were understanding the concept of social distancing. And you know, yeah. people were being very polite in the in the supermarket. I expected there to be some sort of like heated um, uh, interactions, but there weren't. But I have to say, when was it? On Wednesday? On Thursday? Uh, the lockdown was official Thursday night, so I had to go to the chemist, to the pharmacy, get some some medication for my kids, and go drop them off at their place. I was on my motorcycle because the parking lots were crazy sure. so i go park there with my motorcycle get my stuff in and out within 20 minutes pretty chuffed with myself i think people had forgotten how to drive properly because i almost got taken out three times in 20 minutes which mm. doesn't doesn't happen that often because i'd like to believe i ride defensively do you think there's a, there's a sense of panic and urgency that's yeah, creeping into people everything people had just lost their mind you know it's like almost like Another situation where that happens is here in South Africa is when it starts raining. People mm. like like lose, I don't know, like they forget how to drive safely in those conditions. And people are skipping robots. And I mean, they're like almost like they've, you know, they're like there's too much going on and they can only concentrate on so many things at once. And <laughs> there's one extra thing in the thing to worry about. And then all of a sudden there's sort of like, common sense when it comes to following the rules just goes out the window 
anyway yeah. so i mean i had a i had a good go at some dude that was doing a, a u-turn in front of me and the thing was that i was riding slowly because i could see that he was like thinking about going and then as i got there he went i was like i like i stopped my bike and i shouted some profanities <laughs> out through my visor told him off you know. so effective <laughs> yeah no, he but that's just gonna he go probably in didn't hear, he, probably, he probably didn't hear a word of what I said, but anyway, <laughs> probably a good thing. And now, and now you got spittle on your visor. Nice, nice work. <laughs> good points. Good points. Good points. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, um, but you're right. I mean, it, it, I don't know. It's it's. I think I saw more of that uh, about a week ago, where people are just um, hyper agitated. Oh, I don't know what's coming. I don't know what to do. Look after yourselves. Look after your family first. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's a lot more caring this week. Now that everyone is stocked up on toilet rolls, it's, it's all calmed down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I haven't gone out. Um, so I started working from home, not last Friday, the Friday before. So the whole of last week, I think I went out on Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday, I went to go get some groceries. Thursday was the, the, the chemist run. And uh, basically, I've been in the, in the house the whole weekend. Well, in the mm. house, but I've been I've been at home. I haven't been out. Um, some some buddies of mine have been to um, supermarket. They said it's not like it's very quiet, but it's not completely quiet. I mean, people still yeah. going to the to the supermarkets, still people driving around and that kind of thing. And I haven't seen any cops around, so don't know what you know. Maybe they're preoccupied with other areas. But the army, there's an infantry sort of. I wouldn't say base, but residence uh, in Craigle Park, mm. which is probably about, I don't know, about six or seven kilometers away from my house. And uh, there were some videos during the week of hundreds of buses of uh, infantry pulling in there to be stationed from there. So, but I'm not sure where they, where they are at at the moment. Like I said, I'm not going to believe it's a real lockdown until I see that army truck drive down my down my street and I have the army helicopters flying across overhead but anyway that's that's not going to happen I'm very disappointed well the military was mobilized in the UK to London because that's the most infected congested confected area yeah um, so they were mobilized and as an option I mean there's a few activities going on they're building a temporary hospital with 4,000 beds okay in a convention center which I mean each of they got like, um, what is it? It's over a kilometer long, this room, which they're now partitioning. It's going to be open Wednesday next week. And the military obviously in there with all the subcontractors trying to build this up in time. There's a couple of morgues in there, but that, that was just the one. There's another one exactly the same size that they can build as well. So they're very much, it's not so much mobilized to calm rioting and 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 disorder it's probably more around supporting the infrastructure for what is coming yeah yeah i i, I heard today that they're gonna have one of these military um, hospital ships pulling into new york yeah. to help uh ah, that doesn't i'm surprised there's yeah that that should have been done already they should have seconded all of the um passenger liners who are not going anywhere get yeah. them in as temporary hospitals i mean the usa yeah. rate of infection is ridiculously high yeah yeah exactly yeah it's it's getting bigger by the day and it's 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 scary yeah 
So, I mean, from your point of view, I mean, you said you're working from home. You've been working 16 hours a day because, I mean, the company that you work for happens to be very busy at the moment during this time because you've seen an uptick in um, internet usage. Yeah, so, yeah, my organization does a lot. Um, we, we run data centers. We have uh, a lot of network infrastructure. Um, we deal with all types of, of customers, uh, whether they are government health uh, or, or, or normal enterprise businesses or small enterprises, uh, a lot of well-known logos that we service. And so in the last couple of weeks, uh, although we're expanding and doing great things, uh, we are seeing, with, with everyone starting to work from home around the world, we're now seeing uh, a lot of demand for extra extra redundancy in, in infrastructure to, to facilitate communications, um, extra security for, because uh, there's a lot more home workers, I mean, there's a lot more VPN and dial-in requirements more than anyone expected, a lot of bandwidth upgrades, a lot of network upgrades, um, which which is great, but everyone's asking at the same time. Yeah. And if we look at, um, you know, so we we rely heavily as well on our customers' infrastructure for, for things like uh, video conferencing, et cetera. And, and because everyone's now working from home, there's, there's challenges around the quality and, uh, yeah, so trying to have a call, which should take half an hour, certainly you you've you got five minutes of quality, so we're having to, to resort to other means to try and do that. And we're not alone. Everybody's in the same boat. Yeah. Despite all the upgrades and all the other things that we're doing in, in, uh, at pace, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's unprecedented. So we, we work on a reaction day-by-day -day basis. I mean, if I give an example for business continuity perspective, you know, we always look at what, what we expect to come. We paint scenarios and what the what are the actions we're going to take if, if that scenario comes to pass? So we're ready. The plan is kicked into action. And then we plan the plan after that and the plan after that. Well, we're going through those plans thick and fast on a daily basis. Mm. <laughs> that was the speed of, of change. Okay. Uh, it seems to have settled down now. But uh, last week, certainly, or the week before when we started, it was, yeah, we realized the plan A the next day and we realized the plan B the day after that and so yeah it took a lot of reaction that's just us I mean yeah loads of companies or organizations are in the same boat yeah sure sure so and you you also mentioned that you guys are building data centers so I'm I'm, I'm imagine that all that kind of stuff is on hold at the moment um we do what we can it, it's a bit of a moral dilemma for us do do we push for construction to continue. No, yeah. this is very specialized construction for data centers. It's not residential. Mm. Um, a lot of our customers need to provide capacity because they, their services are in demand and they mm. service government institutions, healthcare systems, etc. You know, everybody that we rely on for critical infrastructure. So do we continue to build to make sure that they have capacity when they need it or or do we shut it down uh, to protect the workers? Mm. Uh, already on, on the construction sites, we've got social distancing happening, which slows down construction because a lot of things require people to work in close proximity. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've done all of those measures, and as soon as somebody has a slight 
temperature because we do temperature sensors uh, or we do health so, depending on the location we've got yeah. temperature sensors we've got healthcare questionnaires that anybody entering the site has to to go through otherwise they're not allowed access yeah. and any sort of anomaly people won't go on site we'll, we'll send them back home yeah that's good uh, into self quarantine or whatever it is and say don't come back in 14 days this has a knock-on effect so we're at that point where we think we've got a, a medium a working medium where we feel that people are still protected who have to work uh, we think it is critical that this infrastructure continues to be built so it's a moral thing it's not about business yes we are growing fast and and but, but the focus is not on that necessarily it's it's to trying to figure out what the right thing is to do corporate social responsibility Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, Which is a we've never had to think about before. Before yeah. it was always build it, go, go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'd I'd love to know what the um, and I'm sure we're going to see very soon what the economic impact is going to be of this whole thing because I mean, yeah, in South Africa and I suppose anywhere around the world where there's been a lockdown, there are lots of small businesses that I mean just think about retail. I mean take Edgar's Edcon. You remember Edgar's here in South Africa? Yeah. Yeah, they've been battling Sorry, for the a retailer, couple of years. Yeah. yeah, they've been they've been battling for a couple of years and uh, they're trying to do a bit of a company turnaround kind of thing, business turnaround. Yeah. And um, this has come at a bad time for them. So they uh, yeah, we don't we don't think they're gonna survive, eh? I think retail is hard unless you're a, a famous brand that has to be on every main street in every major city in the world the online shopping uh, is is killing that those shops off yeah. they, unless they are able to compete and and change the way they're doing this is not just about having like a a storefront where someone can go and choose a blue t-shirt in your size and it gets delivered next day you have to go beyond that as a retailer now you have to yeah. try and use the technology to innovate and make you a bit more special mm. <laughs> and differentiate with a shop next door otherwise you're competing with people you'd never had to compete with before yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but I, I feel for there's lots of businesses that are going to suffer here I think um, the revenues are going to be down people are going to be stopping expenditure until they, they, things are more settled and that's people at home or people or, or businesses who are about to invest in major things they're going to park those until they know what's happening yeah. And that's going to have a knock-on effect on loads of businesses. Yeah, and I mean, I so mean, I, I, the stats in the US yesterday was like 3.3 million. What was it? 3.3 million uh, companies filing for bankruptcy in the US. Holy cow! I could be wrong. I could yeah. be wrong on those stats, but it was, it was some ridiculous number. It's a lot more than is average. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's quite hectic. And I mean, oh, sorry, like, not company, people. So people. some 3.3 million Americans filed jobless claims last week. Oh, that's right. It's four I times, heard, four times the average. Yeah. Yeah, and I this heard. is just the start. Yeah. So, yeah, let's yeah. see what happens. But even working culture, you know, everyone's now used to working remotely. In this, we've now settled on how we're working, and we've kind of got a groove, and everything still works. Yeah. When all this changes, we have to go back to what we were before. It's going to take some adjustment. Yeah. Well, uh, I think yeah. I think it's I think there's going to be a new normal, in 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 many cases. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, because I mean, like, we so your 
the lockdown that you guys have got in the UK there, I mean, is there like a time limit on it or where they're going to reassess or is it just like until further notice? Uh, I'm looking at, I think there might be a date, but I think I'm looking at this on a week to week basis. I'm not expecting to yeah. move in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see. I mean, there's speculation. Everyone's speculating by every little thing. So, you know, I'd rather see where we're at in a couple of weeks because we are expecting to get worse before it gets better. And how long yeah. does that take? Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, we we on a three-week lockdown. But I'm sure fair enough. I'm sure that it'll get... Uh, not, sure, not sure about the, the booze and the cigarettes being... <laughs> Holy cow, dude. I mean, we, we, we're limited to how many bottles of or cases of beer we can buy, so it oh, sounds really? like a luxury. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only three cases of beer per person. Sorry, calm <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, fortunately, I don't smoke or, or um, consume large amounts of alcohol anymore. <laughs> well, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, even if I was, but at least I don't have the withdrawal symptoms, withdrawal issue of not having. My cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So someone made a joke. She said uh, they never expected to see the day where it was legal to smoke marijuana, but illegal to walk in the street. <laughs> uh, what is this how, world coming to? <laughs> yeah. How how the world has changed. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. so it's interesting times, but I, I think, uh, you know, not just to focus on the challenges and the differences across the world, it, there, there's some good stuff, right? We can't yeah. just dwell on the negatives yeah, and the the situation we're in. You've got to look for the lighthearted stuff. Yeah, well, uh, I mean... New I things are emerging, right? Yeah. I did an online pub quiz on Thursday. Oh, really? And how did that yeah. go? I'm rubbish at pub quizzes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> no, but it was fine. Yeah. I mean, obviously, quality gets an issue if someone's just trying to do this across Facebook or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the guy who'd normally run it at his local pub was like, oh, I'll just do it from home, guys. Don't panic. We'll carry on. And he was expecting, like, I don't know, 20, 30 people to tune in. And then suddenly it's 180,000 from, <laughs> you know, 10 different countries. <laughs> so how do you, well, I think how do you we'll see more people? of this innovative streaming uh, yeah, yeah. of so, normal uh, services. Yeah, so I think I think um, all these social networks have now also experienced an uptick in their usage, like TikTok and YouTube and Netflix and Hulu yeah. and all those those things. I mean, it's I suppose it's good for them in a way because I mean, it's more people are signing up for you know Netflix or some online streaming or because I mean you can't go to the movies anymore. You know they've no. yeah they closed the cinemas. I mean like. A lot of entertainment stuff has disappeared for now, or being yeah. put on hold. So yeah, so yeah, I think I, I, I my my um, usage of uh, those on on demand video services has increased. Maybe like absolutely porn, porn uh, or something like that. And we're now seeing it. It used to be that we'd see uh, the on demand sort of uh, video streaming mostly in the evenings when people get home from yeah. work or so you'd see a, a spike in the evenings but it's all day now yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and it's using the same so all these other guys like TikTok and all that coming in they're fighting for the same bandwidth yeah so it's a competition <laughs> yeah yeah 
So, um, but I mean, talking about on the lighter side of things, you know, I mean, people have been coming out with some interesting songs about related to yeah. to the pandemic. And so, I mean, there is some lightheartedness stuff out there that one can can uh, bank on. Putting a smile on your dial. Everybody's come up with their own lyrics from famous songs yeah. uh, around self-isolation and separation. Yeah. yeah. There's some good ones out there. But I think, you know, your your podcast follows live musicians and you know they yeah they've taken they, a knocker eh? they, they they yeah but it's already tough it to... in, in in that market for for live music mm. but i think you know they might just start innovating a bit and doing some sort of uh alternative online service yeah, right no they have subscription uh, based yeah yeah so there are have been um some guys that have pivoted there's a there is a company that does these um live broadcasts of of musicians um called discover tv and what they've done is they've now been offering um their services to these musicians where they can do um live streams of a, a concert or a little set or something like that and then they're um, giving people a vehicle to donate towards that particular artist yeah that, i like for it. that session yeah and i mean that happened within a week of the sort of um you know the lockdown coming you know, could see the writing on the wall. So a lot of them have pivoted and and done that. Um, so which is quite cool. I've, I think it's brilliant that they've done that. But uh, I still think that they're going to feel the effects of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can yeah. you imagine trying to do a lockdown twenty years ago, where yeah. there's no on-demand <laughs> TV or internet wasn't oh, well, as developed as it is now? We'd go back to playing Monopoly and risk. Well, charades and fictionary oh and I think the rates of domestic violence will go through the roof. <sighs> well, listen, dude, can you just imagine a family? Uh, look, I'm fortunate. I say I'm fortunate. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not seeing my kids at the moment. But you know, we're not living on top of one another. Can you imagine mm. a family that you know they will go off and do their things, go to school, go to work, whatever, come home, socialize in the evening, and you know, go back off on their routine again. Now they're living yeah. in the house on top of one another every day, 24 hours, 20, 24-7, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah I think I think, uh, I think people are going to learn about having to deal with with uh, with people in their personal space all of the time. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, yeah, domestic violence. Let's, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you know most people are lucky enough to have a house with separate rooms and wi-fi and yeah. potentially you can go and sit in another part of the room or go and sit in outside and well you can well depending on where you live you can't necessarily just pop out sit yeah. on the pavement <laughs> yeah and also weather weather permitting huh? yeah. i don't know you, you, you will dress up for the weather if need be yeah if, sure. if needs must sure. <laughs> no, i'm sure i'm sure just don't forget your gloves eh? Yeah, no, I've yeah. got special gloves for uh, for being in the queue at the supermarket. <laughs> Just don't leave them at home. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, dude. Yeah. Anyway, dude, it's been great. Cool, man. Thanks a lot, Lester. We'll we'll chat dude, soon. Keep well. Stay healthy. Yeah, stay absolutely. indoors. Cool. You too, man. We'll chat keep soon. Get the zombies out. Yeah. Cool. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye. So, thanks for joining me on this episode, and check out for the next episode. I'm going to be checking in with a couple of my friends around the world. Like I said, um, I'll probably uh, release another one in another day or two.
And that, my friends, is the end. I'll catch you next time.